ruins that game for people. I was like, way to ruin Whamageddon for everyone, y'all. Well, blame uh, B. Arthur. I'm pretty sure she's responsible oh, for putting those in. Sorry, folks, if you were playing along. Not my fault. Don't email me. Also, wow. it's probably not the first time we played that. I, it is on this show. <laughs> I dropped the ball there. Oh. Michael. I've been gone this whole my week, and well, I've been checking every time before the show, <laughs> and then obviously, maybe it happened earlier this week. I don't know. Send but, your emails to Mike. Colleen came in and told us all about Whamageddon, yes. something I had never heard of before. She got whammed. Yeah. Uh last she week, did? I think. Yeah. Okay. So and by the way, for those who are wondering. Your drink of choice. And Negroni. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Mm. With Prosecco in it. Oh, stunning. Yeah. That's the viral clip. Okay, yeah, of course. Right. Emma Darcy, the one who Emma Darcy. It. Mm-hmm. it was like all over TikTok for a hot second. Uh, oh, I missed that. If you're just joining us and wondering what the hell am I listening to, the sausage fest <laughs> is made up show it down. Of, it truly is today, I think. Um this is the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. Dawn will be back with us on Monday. You do, of course, hear Mike, who you're used to hearing, but it's been a while because he was on his honeymoon. The other voice you uh, hear, you usually hear on a Friday anyway, so you're not that surprised, but you're surprised you're hearing him at one, and that's because he's filling in Paul McGuire Grimes. Hi. Hi. We got a lot going on today. We have covered a lot of territory. I feel like we covered so much in those blind items. We went from 1920s publicationships <laughs> to <laughs> gay closeted stars of the 1950s. Yeah, totally predictable to when it comes yachting. to you and I. But, <laughs> but uh, somehow we got a lot of work done in that first hour. So yeah. we're just going to take off for the rest of... <laughs> The day, do you want to let Lori and Julia know they need to come in early? <laughs> They'll love that. No, sure, that'll happen. Yeah. No, what I do want to do though, Paul, well, actually, if you will indulge me, yes. We didn't get a chance to check in with our good friend Mike at the top of the show because uh, he was hoofing it all the way from Burnsville yeah. at a live broadcast with Donna and Steve. I wanted to find out how your honeymoon was. It was wonderful. It was really, really great. Um, it was an all-inclusive in, in Cancun. And sometimes with all-inclusives, you know, there's certain areas where they over-deliver in and certain areas they may be... Um, <laughs> Under-deliver? Well, yeah, exactly. Like, you read on it that it's an adult-only resort, and then you get there and you realize, oh, half of it's adult-only. Then you walk through this little door that's wide open all the time, and there's kids everywhere. Oh, my God. And when you go to the buffet and you eat, that's... there's kids everywhere. Oh, oh my God, and, that's terrifying. Yeah. Is that what happened? Yeah. Okay. It's a little... It was... But it was fine. So, <laughs> Wait a minute, it's like everywhere is off limits for kids except for the buffet? Well, there's these slightly little small areas that where the adults only are supposed to be able to eat separately, but if they get too busy, then they just overflow in where oh. all the kids are. And it's Where's crowd just, control? Yeah, I know. Now, luckily, we did have a pool all to ourselves with the you know everything you need there. Okay, good. So you had some quiet time. There was one restaurant that was exclusive to us. It was also the nicest restaurant on the entire resort, and okay. it was fantastic. So a lot of great food. Uh, weather did not cooperate much. Got a ton of sun day one and one and a half and then didn't see the sun again, basically, until the end of the trip. But, you know, as 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 I get older mm-hmm. and also having dealt with a little bit of skin cancer, uh, the older I get, the a little bit of sun, I'm great. And sure. then a little bit of cloud cover, I'm like, ah, it's fine, yeah. you know, because uh, then you don't have to worry about putting on 80 layers of sunscreen or protective right. garments. Sure. So yep. even though you probably did. But um, I'm glad that uh, you guys had a blast. What was the best like for you what yeah. is the best part of that experience is it laying by the pool is it 
like having somebody else make your food. What? I didn't know it would be this, but laying by the beach was very, very nice. Mm-hmm. Having the waves come in was awesome. But actually at night with the storms, because we had a lot of storms we actually dealt with, which was the first time I'd ever experienced storms over like the ocean. So you're seeing the lightning flash Ooh, on the water. Really cool. You're seeing the wind going like crazy. Those pine trees with wind just are like going nuts. It was actually kind of really fun to have the storms roll in and, and watch that. That was cool. Um, we didn't do, they had some great shows and things like that that were that were fun and entertaining. The food was amazing. We did have this one restaurant that is the best salmon I've ever had in my entire life. Wow. This crispy the salmon. Best salmon they, it in was. Mexico. I know. Look at that. It was so good. It's like a land cruise, Paul. Right. Yes. It's like a cruise that doesn't move. Some would say that's a resort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. I would like to call it a land cruise because yeah, then it just evokes cruise. Right. I told and I've s- never been. I told to Sarah the, the whole time because I'm trying to push for the cruise as we, well. And I was like, you do realize this is basically we're doing less moving around than probably uh, than Bradley is doing when he goes on his cruises. Because yeah. we're literally walking from like five restaurants to, yeah. back to the room, well, to the and beach and then back again. Like you walk from your room mm-hmm. to the buffet or yeah. your room to the restaurant, your room to the pool or your room to get off the ship and spend yeah. the day on a beach mm-hmm. somewhere. Like, uh, I kind of need that because I feel like it would force me to just relax because I tend to be someone when I'm vacationing or going somewhere, I want to go and do eight bazillion things Mm -hmm. and see all the sites. Cause I feel like if I don't, then I'm not making the most out of it. And I need, I need to go somewhere. It's like, no, the point of this is to sit on the darn beach and read your book or have your cocktails. Yeah. And I will say, and, and I'm sure it's the same in an all-inclusive. I mean, you can really be as adventurous or as lazy as you want to be. Because I bet they had, like, excursions from yep. the resort. Yep, the resort had people there you could chat to chat with to have excursions. Did they you had go, a casino like, snorkeling or anything? We didn't do anything like that, honestly. I, we just really wanted to keep it low-key yeah. and just keep it uh, relaxing and yeah. not do much of anything. And that's exactly what we did. Oh, it was wonderful. And we had, we walked into the room, like I said, some parts about over-delivering. We thought we were going to walk into a room, pretty standard hotel room, with just like a jacuzzi on the on the deck. That was what we were kind of purchased. Oh, yeah. Um, we walk in, though, and there's stairs in the middle of our... I've never seen this before. There were stairs in the middle of the room. You walk up those stairs, and we had the roof to ourselves. We had this like part of the roof that had uh, the hot tub up there. There was a sitting area up there with oh. a pergola over top of you. Oh. It's literally just ours, and it's the length of the hotel room. That was really cool. Wait a minute. I just yeah. lost so my like mind. you walk out I'll your room, you picture, walk yeah. up the stairs and your roof is basically your own private it's, retreat. Exactly. 100%. Oh, that's so cool. Now, were there like 100 other private retreats right next to you or like what was There was that? one to the left side of us, but we you don't see that. You see the ones across you. still from have you. privacy. You still have very much privacy. Yeah, yeah, it was really really oh nice. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. That was the part that kind of blew us away when everything else was kind of a, not everything else, but there was other things a little disappointing. Paul, have you had a chance to do like a warm weather getaway trip mm. with your husband? <laughs> No, when we, whenever we travel, we either go like our honeymoon was in Paris and that was in June. My God, that's bougie. Yeah, it was great. And then when we've been traveling though, we typically go to New York or California. Yeah, you guys are like theater buffs. We're big theater people. So we go to New York all the time. And then, um, in 2022, we went to wine country. So right after Serena was born, um, and that was lovely. But, you know, we just, we struggle with that because it's like, there's always shows on Broadway we want to see. And yet we want to kind of go to Vegas because we did go to Vegas when we first started dating. But then, I mean, there's, you know, Mexico sounds great. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know, tropical getaway. Yeah. Turks and Caicos, we could get there. Yeah. That'd be great. Or we can get you on a cruise and go to both. That would be great. the same trip. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't go to like, you didn't do any excursion anything? We really like, didn't. Any no. ruins or anything? Nope, not really. All right, that's fine. You'll do it on your we, next trip. Yeah, we want to just hang out tight. I get a I little get uncomfortable a little bit sometimes just knowing, okay, how are we getting there? How are we getting back? And we were already, I was almost told, sold a timeshare because I didn't listen to my wife when she's like, just keep walking straight in the airport. Oh, don't stop God. for anybody. My, my and I was like, for that once. I'm too. like, okay, I'll, I'll just keep walking forward. And then all of a sudden we were looking for the people we were looking for, the service that we set up to get our car. And someone randomly grabbed me and said, oh, are you? do you need help? And I said, yeah, I'm just looking for this certain service. Oh, I got you. Don't worry. Come Have with we, me. And yeah, five, ten minutes later, I'm trying to get away. It's a good thing that your wife... She uh, is not that way because it, it helps to have one person in the relationship that like happy and, and not that she's not happy. I'm just saying that like, uh, no, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm happy, but like, just like, Hey, how's it going? Like mm-hmm. talking to the people around you, but you also in those environments have to be super careful because you know, gonna somebody's going to sell you something and yep. you're just like, oh, I'm just trying to be nice. I didn't right. want to have to actually buy anything because Jamie's that way. He's Mr. Business. Yeah. Sarah right. sounds like she's business. Yep. Yep. And you're just like, I'm just a nice guy trying to be nice to this I'm person. I'm just Ken. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a great conversation. And uh, Paul, you got short shrift. So when we come back, okay. you're going to tell us about Frozen in Concert at yes, the Minnesota Orchestra. Yes. You guys, uh, we have to talk about it. Okay, we're going to yeah. talk about it when we come back right here on My Talk. A little blind spot. Hey, My Talkers, Bradley here for my friends at Little Blind Spot and Hunter Douglas with huge savings for 2023. If ever there was a time to visit the Little Blind Spot showroom, that time is here. Right now, select Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades qualify for a U.S. federal tax credit of 30% off the purchase value, up to $1,200. That's right, I said $1,200. Hunter Douglas Honeycomb Shades are designed to conserve energy at the window in any season. They trap heat inside the honeycomb fabrics during the winter months and keep cool air inside your home in summer. It's like they were made for Minnesotans. Hunter Douglas Duet Honeycomb Shades are available in many fabrics, including light filtering, room darkening, and blackout shading options. Visit the Little Blind Spot showroom in downtown Hopkins today for help from the best experts in the business. Or you can visit them online at littleblindspot.com. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Sing it with me. The Little Blind Spot. We're big on service. That was the first pop concert I ever went to. I love that song. That was used in the Baz Luhrmann Romeo and Juliet yeah, movie on the soundtrack. Uh, and that was like mid 1996, right? 95, yeah. 96. Yeah, I saw that at first half. Anyway, Cardigans Love Fool. Hi. Good afternoon. <laughs> Welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn. Dawn today played by the lovable Paul McGuire Grimes, who is going to tell us all about. Something that is going to come to going to come is coming to the uh, Minnesota Orchestra, and that's Frozen in Concert. When is yes. that? Yes. So this starts tonight, Friday, December fifteenth, and it goes through December seventeenth. They have four performances tonight. They have two tomorrow, and then a matinee on Sunday. And have you ever been to their movies and music series? I have not. I know you guys oh have. God. I've seen on your social media. Yes. We're huge fans. We go quite a bit. And what it is, is that the Minnesota Orchestra will play a, a movie, and then they'll also, uh, like, 
above where they're playing. So they'll play the film score live as the movie is playing. So this week, they're showing Frozen. So if you're looking for something for the family, taking the kiddos out, introduce them to the Minnesota Orchestra by seeing Frozen. I mean, you know, they love the music. And I think it's such a magical way of hearing the music in a new way, hearing the importance of how a film score and its music plays along with the movie. We've been doing this for years. Like we saw them do West Side Story, Up. They do the Star Wars movies. They do Marvel movies. We saw Black Panther. We recently were there Thanksgiving weekend for Home Alone. And when I tell you like seeing Home Alone again on the big screen, but then having them play a John Williams score live in front of you I bet it's amazing. is amazing. Well, and it probably and there's a tactile sense in the room. Like that's the thing you just don't realize until you're in a room with live music is that you can feel the music in a way that you just don't watching it, even in a really, you know, hi-fi theater. Right. And, you know, I think that with the series, it really welcomes kids to it. And it might be, you know, far less stuffy than taking them to see a, a classical piece. Sure. And they really encourage kids to, like, come, be in costume, cheer along with the movie, oh, cheer fun. along the orchestra, bring your lightsaber. If you're coming to see Star Wars, people can dress up as Anna and Elsa and they can, you know, quote along to the movie. Like, it's a really interactive environment for the whole family. And it just gets kids introduced to classical music by way of a movie that they love and if you can feel the power of music and movies at the same time like there really is nothing better and i see families there all the time when we go and it's just so cute yeah you know it's it's adorable so this is frozen like i said i've seen up uh black panther Do you have any idea what's coming later in the year later in the year oh i'm gonna pull it up right now yeah, no worries um again this I think is at minnesota orchestra yeah, downtown minnesota orchestra. so star wars the last jedi is the next one so they do the star wars movies in order god i bet those are amazing amazing yeah. like to hear again a good john williams score they're also doing harry potter and the deathly hollows part one that is uh january 26th and 27th so they do the harry potter movies in order so you can we're getting to the end of them now um let me see what their next Marvel one is. They just like they've done Coco and I bet Up that's so fun for the performers. I would think so too. I mean, Last Jedi is in May. I think so because again, it's it's playing a movie score is different than playing a piece of classical music. So I think it 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 forces you to think about music in a different way. Yeah. And it has to be specific to the movie. Like it you could probably play a piece of Brahms and add your own little flair to it or play it the way that the conductor wants to shape it. But you have to land certain beats of a film score at certain points. Yeah, you're of the moving movie. because this film is yeah, you you have to follow this Yeah, film. so it has to land at a specific time. And I think that is really awesome too. So that is I think what's coming up the rest of this season is Star Wars The Last Jedi, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One, Frozen um, so we'll see what's next in the next season, but I, I highly recommend, I think there are still tickets available for this weekend. So if you're looking for something with a family, go take them. If you've been to it before, leave me a message on social media at Paul's movie trip. What did you see? What did you think? Let's talk about film scores. Um, Sarah Hicks is usually the conductor and she does great stuff with this. We had a guest conductor when we saw home alone. Um, but she's so fabulous. Sarah Hicks, love her to death. All right, this would be a great family pre-holiday, you know, sort of setting the mood, Absolutely. getting excited, um, and also really relaxing and enjoyable. Yep. Like, not hectic, not, you know, like a lot of things are lights and sounds and crazy. I mean, this is going to be, you know. Well, and it's something different. Animated, but yeah. still, 
uh, just a nice like let's go sit in the dark and watch a great movie and listen to some amazing music yeah it's it's wonderful i love that they do this series so if anyone out there is part of the orchestra thank you Thank you. We do have such a good resource, and I'm glad that you mentioned it because it's one we don't talk about nearly enough. And I can't tell you the last time I went to the orchestra. In fact, I probably could if I thought about it, but I honestly can't because I can't think of the last time I was there. Christian Chenoweth will be there this coming Monday. So we've got tickets for that to see her do a Christmas concert with the orchestra. And it's, oh, God. You and Ryan are so good about doing stuff. You know, I, (laughs) that's. Uh, yes, we are. And I think it's very healthy for our marriage to have couple time instead of just like, yes, we're a couple. We are, we're a family. We're dads. Yeah. We're individuals. So how do we shape all of those roles and how do we listen to all of those roles and adhere to them? So we need couple time, you know, away from our daughter, away from each other. Like it's, it's important to us to yeah. get out. We, the only thing, uh, our thing is usually theater. So like yeah. going to see, and and I'm excited because next week we're all going to get the chance. You're going to see it too on yeah. Thursday. I yep. think Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire at Hennepin Theater Trust, uh, at the Orpheum. Yes. Um, so I will tell you what, what my thoughts were on that. I think on Wednesday, cause I think we're seeing probably media night, I think is Tuesday. I think so. So Rob McClure plays Mrs. Doubtfire. You were telling me that. So and he played the role on Broadway. He opened this show on Broadway. That's unusual that is he would very be doing the, the national tour, but such a treat for those of us who don't get to see. He's an amazing Unlike you and your performer. husband who go off to New York <laughs> to see the original shows. Yeah. What's the last show you went off to see in New York? Oh my if God, you guys so- don't know, Paul and Ryan love theater. Yes. I've been in theater, and so... They make the effort to go out. Jamie and I talk about making the effort to go see shows, and then we don't. Mm-hmm. But what were the last shows you saw? The in last New York? time that we were in New York, we saw the revival of Into the Woods with Stephanie oh, J. Block. God, and I, I love know. that show. It was um, last Christmas, so we saw that. We saw the Rockettes do the Radio City Musical, oh, amazing. We saw Phantom of the Opera before it closed. We saw a play called Take Me Out, which is about homophobia and baseball with Jesse Williams and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. We saw the Metropolitan Opera do the hour. Oh my God. Uh, like, what? So good. When was this? This was in that season. It was a brand new commissioned work that oh Renee so Flavin did. A wonderful, uh, what's his name? Who did the movie? Stephen Daltrey directed it. Yeah. And it's based on the book by Michael Cunningham with Nicole Kidman and Meryl. Literally, and truly, Moore one of my and, favorite movies of all time. If you want and need a good cry, Mike, oh, have you ever seen The Hours? I have not. Oh, no. My. If, if well, you you're just not gay. So, I just. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> you're going to be gay for that movie. And, it's, I, and I don't mean it in a gay way. Right. Sexually was my point. Mm-hmm. But, like, you will feel stuff in that movie. Uh, it's centered around it is so, Mrs. Dalloway. Yeah. So, Nicole Kidman plays Virginia Woolf, who is writing Mrs. Dalloway and thinking of ending her life. You also have Julianne Moore, who plays Mrs. Brown in the 1950s. She's married to John C. Riley's character, and she's feeling depressed, and she's reading Mrs. Dalloway. And then you have Meryl Streep in contemporary time, who is basically a modern-day Mrs. Dalloway who's throwing a party for her friend, who's played by Ed Harris, who is dying of AIDS. And she's like, I'm going to buy the flowers today. And that's how the movie opens. And it's and like it's, this just amazing, like three stories together at the same time. Yes. And the most emotional and like, and it, you see how they're fabulous. all connected by the end. And then to see the opera do it, taking this very intimate play and then opening it up to the world of an, a contemporary opera. Uh, Renee Fleming played um, the, um, the Meryl Streep role. And then Joyce Donato played Virginia Woolf. And then Kelly O'Hara 
was the Julianne Moore movie. Oh, roll. Oh, the hours. That's oh, a gosh. beautiful score. I wonder if too. there's like a live recording of that anywhere. It was on PBS okay, as part of the great have performances. To go, dig that out. go dig You know, it out. I know this is like, you guys, just join us on the other side of this break because <laughs> it's going to get better. Sorry, you guys. We were too busy talking to Lori. <laughs> she cornered us and I got interested in the gossip. Combo. So, you know, sometimes gossip calls and. Unfortunately, we forget that we actually have to do it on the radio, too. Good afternoon, and welcome back to the Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. Dawn will be back on Monday. Mike is here, of course, and Paul McGuire Grimes is in for Dawn. On Fridays, we like to put strange things in our mouths. Sometimes they taste good, but we tell you it's basically a service we do for you. Uh, We call it Food Porn Friday. I'm a little... Now, this is International Edition. Viva La Mexico. Our good friend Mike, who just got back from his honeymoon in Cancun, brought us some Mexican treats. Yeah, I was running through the airport. And I was like, wow, we got Food Porn Friday tomorrow. I got to find something to bring to these guys. And uh, I also came upon uh, this little treat called, um, let me see if I can get the translation. It's grated tamarind is the translation of Tretas de Tamarindo is what the bag says. And that is a plant that we heard about a couple of weeks ago because it was supposedly, according to, I think, the McCormick people, going to be the spice of 2024. Yeah, this says yeah. dulce de frutas con chile y sal de mar. Y sal de mar, that would be sea salt. And there's con chile, so it's going to be a yeah, spicy. so chili and sea salt. So this yeah, is, tam- so it's basically super tangy, spicy tamarind and i have had tamarind before okay tamarind pulp like they'll make candies out of it i have had that and it's it's kind of uh we were talking about it yesterday it's kind of like a like a brown sugary a little tangy it looks either like jerky mixed with like a. I will say it is visually presenting not the most appealing it does look like little bits of, of jerky yeah or like a really really burnt frito oh that sounds really good actually all right mike all right Thank you, first of all, of for, course. for contributing. Uh, who wants to go first? Well, Mike, should these are his treats. I feel like all he right. should go Let first. Let me jump yeah. in. All right, put it in your mouth, Mike. I'm going to mm. smell it. That's not the that's not the oh. consistency I was expecting. Oh, what's uh, the consistency? I was expecting more along the line of like maybe a jerky and a hard. That's um like a thin, like a thin. Uh, if you like kind of vibe a little bit. A thin it, what? licorice kind of vibe oh it's like a slightly yeah. savory fruit roll-up this is pretty good yeah okay it's, it's definitely Paul? like leathery it's oh. uh there's a lot of like sugar on it so as i bite down i'm getting the sugary snaps in my mouth mm. yeah it's like a it's like a fruit roll-up yeah i thought it yeah. was going to be way more intense mm-hmm. like spicy it's definitely not spicy like i don't know where the cone chile is in this that well, is wait, maybe it's gonna hit you in the back yeah okay let me take a bigger piece he literally just shoved a big wad in his mouth. Yeah, I'm not finding a... It's kind of like Big League Chew or like um, like strips of fruit roll-up. Yep. That's exactly how it's I It's not bad. It. It's no. tangy. Yeah, there's a tang. Fruit, tang. I'm not getting the not salt get the or spice. chili. No. Well, maybe a little heat on the back of my tongue. Are you getting a little bit? No. No? I'm not either. No. It is... Um, I have a strong spice tolerance. Same. So. I don't. Minnesota. That's why I'm saying you're not even Minnesotan. <laughs> no, I'm not. In fact, I lived in Texas. You'd think I should have figured yeah. it out, but 
I made that mistake in Mexico when the guy was like, oh, you like spicy? Oh, and I God. said, yeah, I like spicy. <laughs> and he came out and he brought me two different types. And this thing came out and it looked like a paste. And I started mixing it up. It's like, yeah, I'll have some of this on my taco. And I took a bite. And I'm like, oh, boy, that is so far beyond what spicy is in Minnesota. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was crying. This it is, was worth it. This I'm is sure. decent. This is yeah, fun. I actually like this. Like I could. It's, it's a little snack. I would just keep eating this. I also because it's got that little tangy, like almost like a sour, sour patch kid. I also enjoy how in Mexico, like the health department actually labels things and says this has excessive salt or this has excessive calories or this has excessive. You wouldn't see that on a bag in in the U.S. No, in fact, we need it. But like, <laughs> yeah, 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 the one you have here says. Exceso calorías and exceso azúcares, which I'm assuming means excessive and, um, sugar. Mike, this bag costs you a hundred pesos, so thank you for contributing to the show. That's a this lot of money. This one was hundred and seventy pesos, which is like isn't it like seventeen eighteen pesos to the dollar? It is right now. Yeah, seventeen seventy, I think, is the was the. Are you asking rate? me to do math? Uh, no. Now, that was one thing. Okay, mm-hmm. that was what was it called again? You have it in front of you, Paul. Tiritas de Tamarindo. Tiritas de Fruta. Uh, T-A-M-A-R-I-N-D-O. Oh, tama, Tamarindos. Tamarindo. Got it. What did I say? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It. <laughs> Tamar- okay, so then we have this other thing, Mike. Yeah, you got these cheese here. And it says, Envinados Dosit. And I've tried to translate what that is, because I... Uh, D-O-O-S-I-T. That doesn't sound Mexican no, or no. Spanish. And I can't translate it. It's not... It must just be like But a it also name. says on the label, Borrachito Color. So whatever a Borrachito is. Well, it's a... Uh, borracho is like drunk, isn't it? Mm. Listen to us. <laughs> Three English speakers trying with like (laughs) rudimentary Spanish skills. Did either of you ever take Spanish? Four years in high school. Did you really? Well, what's your excuse? Oh, please, girl. This was twenty-five years ago. Mike, did you take Spanish? I took three years in high school, and yeah, it didn't didn't stick. I'm no help. I I took German and Japanese. I took Italian in college. Italian? Who? Whose college had Italian? Oh, I guess college. Yeah, sure. What did you learn in, did you learn Italian? A little bit, because okay. it was for music majors to learn like, uh, Ita- classical Italian, Adagio. and I just wanted to learn it, because I'm, and I took way more credits than I ever should have. Uh, so I took it for fun, and it was 8 a.m. a couple days a week, and... Okay, these Borrachito colors. What color should we test? We got like four colors. In Do you front want of to us. describe them, children. Mike? There's children on it, so I hope it isn't uh, drunk or anything. Well, I'm going to let you guys taste it first. <laughs> you don't ruin my 20 years of sobriety. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I assumed it was candy, but you said it's <laughs> drunk, so I don't know. No, don't worry. I'm me, good. I'm good. Take a bite of the pink. All right, so pink describe what pink. they look like. They look like little um, chewy candies with, again, a ton of sugar coating on it. It looks like um like not a Mike and Ike but something along that type of candy. Okay, borrachitos. Oh, very soft. Borrachitos are chewy, oh, sweet ooh. jelly candies from Mexico. They're made from flour, sugar, artificial flavors, and crystallized sugar sprinkles. This literally melts in your mouth. This pink one. I remember the pink one too, and it's really good. Oh, they yeah. are often flavored with lemon, pineapple, strawberry, apple, eggnog, or other flavors. Well, there is the a touch is. of alcohol in the candy. Oh, don't oh, no. touch him that. I'm I not going I'm sure there's not, but I won't eat it just yeah, in case. Just, I, I will eat yours for you. I Please. don't eat candy, so uh, this is a big deal God, for me. Mike trying to I had kill no both of our. There's literally a child on it. Do you see the label? No, it can't, it has to be candy. There's a child. I'm sure on there's it. no alcohol. It's 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 so um. You know what they, 
It's so sweet and melts so much, it almost tastes like frosting or something. Yeah. Did like, you move on to a next flavor? I haven't, no. Okay, I let's do the, the white first. one. Let's do the white one. Okay. How does the white... What? Can you identify individual flavors? I'm trying. Um, The white kind of just tastes like vanilla frosting. Like, yep. if you were to take a Ooh, spoon into yum. your jar of vanilla frosting and you, like, dumped sugar on it first to make it extra sweet. Yeah. That's what this is. Okay. Yeah, it definitely tastes like frosting. It's yeah. so weird that it's like a gel texture, but it melts like it's frosting. frosting. Okay. Let's move on to the red one. Red one. Let's go. I'm not really getting different flavor profiles. No, I think it's about the same. I think it's just the color diet. But again, good. it literally melts in your mouth, and it's addicting. This is much better than that tamarindo. Tamarindo. I'm on the yellow one now. And I apologize for trying to ruin your surprise. No, no, you didn't. It's quite all right. I'm just glad I read. But, you know, it's like there's like desserts that have alcohol in them, and usually if I can taste it, I'm like, I shan't be eating that. But yeah. everybody's different. It's all good. I'm sure it's not. Uh... I respect you for knowing your boundaries, yeah. even when it comes to something that like might be minutely. I just like, don't even like. You... Usually, I don't care about the flavor. Like, I'm not a, just a big fan of boozy flavor. You don't ever want to cross that boundary, so I yeah, I appreciate it. All right, yeah, so these are good. Zero to five, five being. I'm still eating those uh, tamarindos. Yeah. Tamarindos, because that's real. Those are actually really good. Let me go back. To zero to five on the tamarindos. Zero being the worst thing you ever put in your mouth. Five being the best. Mike, I'll go slightly above. I'd say those are like two point eight. Two point eight. Yeah. All right. So kind giving, of down the middle, but not quite. Yeah. A little giving it a two point five. Like I don't need to have any more of oh, them. Shoot. I've never really been a fruit by the foot. Fruit licorice, hey, oh. fruit roll up. You've never been a fruit by the foot. <laughs> okay, <time>. okay, <laughs> okay. I'm just gonna not touch that. I'm gonna let Are the you audience sure you don't play want to? the home game. <laughs> um, <laughs> so two point eight, two point five. I will give it a two point seven five. Okay. I'll go right down the middle. There you go. Sounds good. A little bit better than average. And now for the. Uh, Liquor treats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> jelly candies. What do you give those? Zero to five. Oh, man. I got to get, like, th that's a way to have, because you feel bad if you're just eating frosting right out of a container. Like, right. this gives you a chance to have that sensation. Some days. It's, it's like a really big, you know, jimmy. Like, the the jimmies that you put on, like, uh, oh, sure. the top of something. It kind of has that jimmies? same flavor. Yeah, it has that, that frosting flavor. Like sprinkles. To it. Sprinkles. Okay. The long sprinkles are jimmies. I have never heard of that. You've oh, never yeah. heard Jimmy's? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just like really big plump ones of those covered in sugar. I love these. They're like a 4.1. I was going to give these a 4.5 out of 5. There you go. All right. Yeah. Wow. Fabulous. Now, those again are called Boracitos. And I'm and hammered now. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, are you going to be able absolutely. to do the show? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to have to? Also, just uh, a note on those tamarind things. They do get spicy. At least my mouth is spicy. It's Your on mouth fire. is on fire. Yeah. Is yours not? <laughs> no. Oh. Are you ready for that to be the flavor of next year? I am actually. Okay. I like. I like. You know, mm -hmm. something different. You oh, get tired sure. of the same old flavors, right? Oh yeah. All right. Hey, thank you for bringing us uh, those treats, Mike. You're welcome. I did bring treats for you guys. I swear, uh, from my vacation for you. But now I can't find them, so... Are they in the prep room? They might be in my car. Okay. In We've which case, I'll get them to you at some point. Okay. Uh, when we come back, though, here on the Adventures Ooh, of Bradley... I'm excited about this. Are you? Yeah. Good.
because we're going to talk about the last season of The Crown. Mike, have you guys caught up yet? Because of the uh, honeymoon, we didn't oh, quite get sure. to the end. We've got uh, we're midway through the new season. All right, well, well we'll talk about part it. Part of the new season, yeah. When we come back, right on my talk one hundred seven one. Oh, welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Don on my talk one hundred seven one. We are headed towards Friday. And what better Wait, way? No, we're headed towards we the weekend. We are on Friday. Friday. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're headed toward the weekend. Headed towards the weekend, and it's a holiday week next week, or getting towards the holiday. Mm. It just feels like everybody's kind of, you know, like like equal parts busy and yet relaxed. Yeah, it's kind of a, a fun feeling. Like, part of my brain is like, I'm I'm coasting, I'm on a slight vacation mode. Yep. Other half of my brain is like, you still have to do all of this shopping. <laughs> there are movies you need to watch. There's this, that, and uh. other to do. Don't get me started. Don't, Don't even, even get me get started. started. But one of the things a lot of us are doing or probably prepared to do over the holidays is catch up on some much needed television time. And I will say one of the great things that I am looking forward to indulging and in, we just started was the last season of The Crown. In fact, they broke up the last season. This is season six of uh, Peter Morgan's The Crown into two parts. First part came out last month, mm-hmm. right? Last month. Yep. Uh, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks. And then uh, the second part just came out this week. We watched the first episode two nights ago. And I thought, I know Paul loves the crown. Love it. I need to check in and see how he's doing. Uh, You can bring that up a little bit. Yeah. It's such a good intro. This is a Hans Zimmer score. Is it really? That's why I love it so much. Exactly. I mean, uh, Mike also loves The Crown, and he just started watching it with his wife, Sarah. I want to feel or uh, get your feels on it, Mike. But, Paul, where are you guys at? We're at uh, the beginning of season five. So uh, we had started it because I was doing interviews with the cast for season five. Of course you were. Yep. And that, those were great. <sighs> so on your website, Paul's Trip to the Movies. Exactly. And then, but Ryan was out of town, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'll wait so you get back, and then we can finish season five. Well, then we just got caught up in a bunch of other shows, so we still need to finish season five before we can get to six. Okay. So I've seen, like, Diana's working with Andrew Morton to write her book, the book, and then, like, that's the, the beginning of the scandal is there. So I'm at the beginning of season five. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say, and, Mike, let us know where you're at again. I just realized I didn't actually get to the final season. I'm, like, two episodes ahead of you, Paul. I oh. realize now that you were talking about it, we are in season five still. So oh, okay. we're about midway through season five. Yeah. So, Elizabeth Debicki is so good as Diana. She yes. is so like, good. I loved her Who for a long time. Who was the actress that played her in two or three and four? Emma Corrin. Okay, Emma Corrin. This is what's so trippy about Peter Morgan and this series. So you guys know, for the listener, that The Crown tells the tale of the royal, the British royal family, starting with Queen Elizabeth as uh, a young woman when she takes the throne in seasons one and two. And every two seasons, they sort of shift the cast forward to a later part in the queen and the different royals' lives and fast forward through time and space. So new cast, uh, new storylines. And um, and what's so great about the show and people coming into it is either there's people that like the beginning of it, like the first couple of seasons, because it's history that we may not know or we're not familiar with. And they get to these final seasons and they're like, I know this story of Diana. I don't want to relive it. So like, I'm weird. I am drawn towards the part of the Royal family. Like that, that goes way back to like yes. those first two seasons yep. because I just, I'm, 
like I like that, you know, sort of post-World War II, yep. that kind of era. But like Jamie, for example, my partner is obsessed with like the parts he knows, which is right. that later stuff, the Diana, all that. So there's like this perfect confluence of opportunity for people to like get into this show. But I guarantee wherever you sort of fall, you will be sucked in for all of it because it's just great storytelling. But what I wanted to say was trippy about this series that I can't wrap my head around is when I was watching seasons three and four with Emma Corrin doing Princess Diana, an earlier version, sort of young Princess Very Diana young. meeting Charles for the Correct. first time. And that character who played Charles remind me of the actor's name because he was so brilliant as Charles. And in fact, I thought Jack O'Connor, I thought he Jack O'Connor was better than forgive me. Names are hard. Dominic West, Dominic West, who's him. currently doing the thing, yes. but I'm going to get to Dominic West in a minute. Anyway, I thought they did tremendous performances of Charles and Diana. Then I'm watching Elizabeth Debicki. She is She's just a flawless flawless. And so then I go back and see Emma Corn and I'm like, well, I don't know. It just plays with your mind in the ability for these actors to sort of it's like it's different, yet it doesn't distract Correct. from the overall performance is what I'm saying, having the different actors. What were you going to say, Mike? Oh, I wasn't. Oh, I thought you raised no, your hand. It's Sorry. a treat to see different actors bring what they want to these roles, and then to see the character age throughout all of this, all of what has gone on in their life. You get Claire Foy, who is this stunning plays Queen Elizabeth, play, play, plays Queen Elizabeth the first two seasons. Stunning eye actor who can just oh my God, speak she can volumes act with, whole her thing with her eyes. Yes, <laughs> and then you go to three and four, which is now Olivia Coleman who is a character actress of her own and brings a lot to like, and brings like a snarkier she, side. And she, and she was silent. She was basically. essentially silent, but didn't do the eye thing that Claire Foy did. But whatever she was doing, it was like she was able to do it with this sort of like this grimace the whole time. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was just superb. And then you have Imelda Staunton, who now plays Queen Elizabeth, who Which is, is oddly like warm and fuzzy in a way that you're like, I didn't think of the queen that way. You know, she brought like a, a Well, I also don't think of Imelda Staunton that way because you were used to seeing her as um, in like Harry, playing the villain in Harry yeah. Potter and like just she's she's done Mama Rose too. And I so when I talked to I talked to Imelda Staunton, Jonathan Price. And um, Leslie Manville, who plays Margaret, about like, did you watch the other actors so that there was some symmetry between all your performances? And I think Emilda Staunton said that she had seen it, but she really didn't study it. Like, and she didn't spend time talking to them at all because it just didn't work out. And yeah. she just brought what she did to where the queen was at in this stage of her life. But if you watch the speeches mm -hmm. side by side, it blew me. And and again, it's like the. this is what I love about Doctor Who. I'm not going to go off on a side, but like when somebody is playing, when different actors are playing the same role yeah. and you do, if if they do it well, you will fall in love with like you will start by disliking them right. and then eventually you will fall in love with them. And I have had that experience every season with The Crown. I've never walked away from a season thinking I don't want to be, I don't want to be like definitive about it, but I kind of feel like I don't walk away with anyone going, I really wish you weren't in that role. Right. Did you, so some of the criticism that I've heard of this, the most recent season or like the, the, the back end now is that it's so Diana forward where the beginning of the show is so Elizabeth forward. Do you feel that way? Like it's shifted focus into becoming a Diana well, story? Well, up to a point. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Right. But then it takes a turn mm -hmm. and the turn starts focusing on someone else. Right. Can you imagine?
Who? Uh, William and Kate. Well, William, for sure. That's where we, we just mm-hmm. did the first episode, and it's very William forward. So it does. It does. But I think here's the other thing is I think that's what the audience wants. And we're not well, done I, yet. And from all from everything I've heard, because he really changed things, Peter Morgan did it sound mm-hmm. like uh, after the queen died. Right. I think we're going to revisit Claire. Yes. And Olivia. I heard that. And Imelda. Like together on screen or something. I, well, or just I feel like they're going to give the queen her due before the end of the series. Yeah. You know, I feel like when the Meghan and Harry stuff was all going down, there was people talking about, oh, are they going to cover this in the crown or that this is going to be ripe for the crown? It's like, it doesn't happen. It doesn't have to be. And I, I would hope that Peter Morgan set out to make the show that he wanted yeah. versus what he thinks the audience yeah. wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like because you always want to be going like, oh, I didn't know I wanted that story, but I did. And I do feel that way with the okay, Di- Charles and Diana stuff, because I was like, I don't really care. So like I lived through that time. <laughs> I feel like I know that story. Right. It's less interesting to me because it seems like headlines and soap opera. Mm-hmm. But I will say to his point or to to his credit. I feel like he's made me interested and in, in attached to these characters in a way. And Dominic West, I did not like in the first season mm. that he played Charles. And by this season, I'm like, he is such a good actor. I mean, I knew he's Dominic West was a good actor, but but it's I think it's hard for whether I think about him, Matt Smith, who played Prince Philip. Yep, in the first two seasons, there's such kind of scuzzy characters. Mm. You don't really want to like them, yeah. but then they're good at but it. Then, but I'm there's a there's a scene where you're going to be like. Oh my God, I'm crying for Prince Philip. Why am I doing that? Right. What, um, because you haven't watched it yet, what do you want to make sure you leave the crown? Like, what do you want to see before you end that series? Oh my God. Um, It's kind of a tall order, I guess. It's a tall order. Thought as well. Or I guess I guess I wanted to come back that to that thought. Okay, yeah, let me think about it. We'll finish it. I want you to think Sounds about good. like what is it that you want from the crown, uh, and we'll address that on the other side of this break, and then we'll talk about some food and we'll talk about some other stuff. Cookie exchange. It's the Ooh, holidays. Yeah. We're gonna have a lot of fun here on the last hour, of the Adventures of Bradley and Don on My Talk 107.1.